token stopgap release 2G plus 2 released in July 2002, a second spoken word solo album, Panda, Panda, Panza, in September, and stopgap single, The Fall vs. 2003, in December, one thing that fans' ears may have picked up on was that, well, on the last 2002 releases, that there were more synths. The credits to Panda, Panda, Panza, released on action in 2002, September, give thanks in particular to Lazy Lady EP. I'm basing this next segment on the assumption that EP is in fact MES's dead wife, Eleanor Pooley, who would be instrumental in not only providing synths and backing vocals, but also in guiding MES and The Fall through three, maybe four renaissances and even the steadiest band lineup since the band's 80s and 90s glory years. 2003 really kicked off with a treat for four fans, the first John Peel session since 1998. And whilst 1998 session had been rather basic musically, yet threatening and abrasive to say the least, 2003's was the sound of the band leader back in the room with the new band. Three instantly recognisable tunes, Sparta FC, Contraflow and Greed-Eyed Loco Man, and a fast and furious rendition of the near-sued mag-ed of 1982's Ex-Induction Album. An album, Country on the Click, had been recorded at the end of 2002, but was shelved following a pre-release leak and MES's claim that it sounded like Doctor Who, perhaps too close for comfort for him. Tidied up in the customary tour of the States, it was released in November 2003. I was at the in-store signing at Manchester Maitland V, and it was absolutely packed. There seemed to be a real buzz around the new album, which I'd had snatches of when they played a fantastic gig at the city's beer cellar the month before. The one that went, open the box, open the box, started the show, it sounded like an instant classic. Again, the sound of a new band. I joined the front of the queue for a signing, but was told by the venue's security that I needed to buy an album before getting it signed. Nonplussed, I stayed in the queue. When it was my turn, I handed MES the only thing I had in my rucksack, a copy of the Daily Mail which I'd taken from my shift working at Fallowfield's wonderful Friendship Inn. The cover story featured a profile of a man who had infected his partners with the AIDS virus. The headline shouted in stark daily mail lettering, Man who sentenced his lovers to death. On seeing it, I got a hearty laugh and a cheeky wink of MES and perplexed shrugs from his band members. I bought the CD and it's jam-packed with hits. 12 songs, 45 minutes. Perfect. This new band sounded totally ready for whatever the decade will hit them and play like it's their last. Again, we have Ben Pritchard on guitar, Jim Watts on bass, though conversely the US version of the album we have Simon Dean Garcher featuring, Dave Milner on drums and Eleanor Pulu on keyboards. And whether songs that sound like terrace anthems or streams of consciousness like MES is summoning demons, there's absolutely no flab at all. With this, and the fact that The Fall had been around in some shape or form for nearly 25 years, 24 would come, like it or not, 
as some sort of celebration, albeit one that would end firmly with an end of an era and see MES at another crossroads. 2004 started with a delayed tour and MES fractured his hip in February that year. I saw them at the rescheduled gig at Birmingham's Irish Centre and despite two bass players appearing on stage, Simon Archer and the new bassist Steve Trafford, the night wasn't one of the best times I'd seen them, with MES sitting on a chair behind a trestle table, the sound muffled. Thank heavens the Irish Centre had a high stage. The set, containing more than a usual share of numbers from the back catalogue and the token Mr. Pharmacist cover, however, it was great to enjoy a free song of excitement when I realised they were covering the moves I can hear the grass grow, and when moving to the back of the room to avoid the post-kick brush, the muffled sound suddenly became cavernous with a wonderful cover of I Am Demo Suzuki of This Nation's Saving Grace, MES rising from his seat and towering above us all. Two thousand and four and two thousand and five were, in the main, a great time to be a full fan. Two biographies had been published to sit alongside the earlier users' guide. Simon Ford's hit Priest, chronicling the group Start the Present, and Mick Middleton's The Fall, which benefited, in a sense, with a more disjointed timeline of interviews and altercations with Marky Smith himself. There was also the start of a comprehensive reissue programme of the group's albums, including CDs with extra tracks, live recordings and extensive sleeve notes by Daryl Easley. And the first, a comprehensive double Greatest Hits CD. 50,000 full fans can't be wrong, which was released in June that year, fitting in as much from repetition to green-eyed loco man. There was more to come. But after a successful American tour, the group went back to the BBC to record another John Peel session in August. This would be the 24th session, and despite being a fan since 1996, was the one I heard broadcast live. First up was Class Hands, a band up front, a lovely bit of authoritarian rockabilly, with a breakdown in the middle that referenced the classic elves' I Wanna Be Your Dog riff before returning for a stellar finish. Following that later in the programme was Blindness, and after a typically Peel false start, a legend was born. Blindness, with its pulverising bassline and a classic MES story, very quickly became a big fan favourite, often found jostling against old favourites like Classical and The Wings in the quarter and semi-finals of annual Fall World Cups on music forums and social media. And next was a groovy number, with a thrilling intro of MES shouting, Legend, well cocked. What about us was an oblique tale of a East German immigrant admonishing infamous serial killer Harold Shipman for not sending his supply of morphine his way. The session ended with a new take of Wrong Place, Right Time from I Am Curious Orange, which segues into I Can Hear the Grass Grow, as heard earlier on the UK tour. Sadly, the 24th Peel session was to be the last. John Peel suffered a fatal heart attack whilst on a working holiday in Peru. Tributes came in from many of those who Peel worked with and supported in his champion of music past, 
present and future. As many of us know, he liked his fall, and NES paid tribute to him on BBC Two's Newsnight. Well, I say paid tribute, he was interviewed with Michael Bradley from the Undertones over video link, and because of A, a fault with the video link, or, and B, as MES claims, reference needed, that he had been up for two days following a nasty incident when he had been spiked by Scouser. The interview was regarded, rightly or wrongly, as a complete car crash. But these last two sessions were the sound of a band invigorated. Live reviews of four gigs, crazy new song, with pacifying joint noted for its simplistic five-note keyboard riff, assume sounding a lot like early numbers stepping out, and the rambunctious bow doodad often opening proceedings before MES sorted onto the stage. There was also another cover, this time of Walk Like a Man by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, which was as great as that sounds. In November of 2004, there was another stopgap release of Odds, Sods and Curios. Interim provided The Faithful with a bamboozling compilation of rough edits of the last Peel Session tracks, sometimes alternating between one mix and another in the blink of an eye, and numbers with radical alterations, including the final track Boxtosis Alarum, which had the live favourite suddenly interrupted by another instrument, this time a smoke alarm going off in the studio. To have this on record, and not consigned to the bin, says it all, and I for one was glad to receive it in my Christmas stocking that year. Bullhead's Roll was released after two more tours of the UK and the European leg in the summer. Despite some of the new student versions, not as enough bite as the Peel versions, in particular Binus and What About Us, and some dissenting voices that the overall full sound on this record is quite meat and potatoes rock, it's one of my favourites of the noughties. Riffs and beats snake into the brain and force you to react, particularly later on in the album with Bo Demek, and for my money, the best on the album, You Wanna, which is pretty serious. I would happily lop off the last two tracks, Breaking the Rules, Is Walk Like a Man Without the Shock of Hearing the Full Cover It for the First Time, and Closer Trust in Me may as well be by a completely different band with no MES present at all. But that's carping. Elsewhere with Bossa Nova, in a tribute to Unter S. Thompson in Midnight in Aspen, and the sublime drum-brushed early days of Channel Fiona, which is why, where I believe the album should end. Without Peel, though, the four had lost a mainstream championing voice. But to commemorate, Castle released something that had been in the pipeline for a while, and something Peel would have wanted, a 60-box set of all 24 radio sessions the group had performed for his programme. There was also a BBC documentary entitled The Wonderful and Frightening World of Mark E. Smith, an excellent, if not incredibly bittersweet programme with Peel talking about the latest radio session two months before his untimely passing. There was a radio session on BBC 3's Mixing It, but it firmly seemed like at the end of an era. 